0: Hello and welcome to another segment of Mayor's Minutes with Mayor Neil Perry. I'm Jack Wilson, Director of Economic Development, pleased to sit in for the mayor um, who was unable to be with us today. Um, we're excited about the, uh, the show today, we've got what we think is a host of great information for all of you out there. Um, and joining me today we have two guests, uh, one will be very familiar to most of you, uh, and that is to my left, is to, is to Mayor Perry's Executive Assistant, aide-de-camp Ryan Hamilton, and a little later in the show. We're going to be joined by a key member of my staff, the Department of Economic and Community Development, Senior Planner Brian Keating. I want to talk about some of the the highlights of the work that's being undertaken in our planning department, which we think will be um, well received once you hear the news here. Um, But with that, we're going to start the show, typically as we do, with an update, sort of get the bad news out of the way, which is now increasingly becoming a combination of bad news and good news with the latest COVID numbers here in Methuen. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it over to, to Ryan to uh, to talk a little bit about the latest information in that regard.
1: Thanks, Jack. Um, we're looking like predominantly good news today, which is good. You know, good. we have a little bad, but mostly good. Um, to start off, I'd just like to say um, the good thing is the mayor will most likely be back next week, considering I'm reading his charts. So he's very um, territorial with these things. So once he sees that I'm doing this, he'll be sure to be back. So that's the good news. He's feeling better, still um, working comfortably from home, and um, we wish him continued good health. So talk to you soon, boss. And um, good news is this week we are down to 77 COVID ta- COVID cases. So that's down 100 from the previous week. So, you know, four weeks ago we were at 668. Now we're at 77. As you can tell, the trends are progressively getting better. You know, masks work, getting vaccinated works. We got to keep making sure that we get as vaccinated as we can so um, again most vaccinated individuals still experience mild symptoms and for from the federal government test kits are available for per household um, and we will have a slide towards the end of the show that will give the link for that for all those who are looking to get test kits from the federal government next slide please slide after that please perfect um, so as you can see, in terms of a breakdown of COVID cases based on sex, um, we still have the women who are beating out the men. There have been 9,148 women who have um, COVID, who have had COVID-19 in the city of Methuen, compared to 8,052 men. Next, Kate, next slide, please. And that now we get to age. As we can see, the 19 and under are vastly outperforming everyone else and um, followed by 30 to 39 next slide please in terms of breakdown for this week we had again 19 and under leading with 20 cases 20 to 29 with 13 30 to 39 with 6 40 to 49 with 13 50 to 59 with 9 cases, 60 to 69 with 10, and then 70-plus with 6 cases for a grand total of 77 cases. So as you can see, it seems as though those who are younger, 19 and under, who are in schools and kind of out more are leading the league. The good thing, though, is that no one is getting seriously sick. So that is a positive. Next slide, please. So in terms of our three-city comparison in the Merrimack Valley— um, Lawrence led the league this past two weeks with 620 cases, followed by Haver with 508 and Methuen with 414. As you can see, Methuen and Haverhill are pretty close in terms of their overall positive cases, um, and Lawrence is is leading us by a pretty decent margin. But again, we want to make sure that we still stay below Haverhill. I know the mayor and Mayor, Fer- mayor Perry and Ferentini have a pretty friendly competition going on. <laughs> in terms of whose city has the least amount of cases. So Methuen, keep, we're still, we're in good position. We got to keep going. So next slide, please. And then in terms of an overall, again, this is just the past two weeks. um, We have a distribution. Um, Lawrence, again, is still leading us, again, followed by Haverhill and then us. But in terms of percent positivity, which is um, the amount of COVID cases we have versus the number of tests that have been performed within the city, Haverhill is beating us out. So, Methuen residents, if you think you have symptoms of COVID-19, make sure to get yourself tested. We can't um, repeat that enough. It's good for you, it's good for your family, and it's good for those around you to make sure that we are preventing as, many, as much spreading as possible. So, um, keep getting tested if you believe so. Next one, thank you. And this just shows, so this is where the bad news is. Slight bad news. Again, we are still in Methuen below the state um, percentage-wise in terms of vaccination. So the statewide average Methuen is below, which is unfortunate, um, but something that we can fix. The city is still performing test kits, um, still performing um, testing, as well as um, giving out shots, which will be talked about later on. So there's still an opportunity for you to get vaccinated, as well as to receive test kits from the city of Methuen. And again, we can't stress that enough. Although things are looking good, numbers are going down, we still have to be vigilant. We can't let things creep back up, and hopefully they keep going down and we can get back to normal. So, with that, um, we are going to get to Jack and Brian and have a great conversation about economic development. Thank and you, Ryan. Feel free to um, ask your questions. I do have my phone with me today um, looking at Facebook. So, if you have any questions, um, during this I, I encountered about,
0: some personal technical difficulties in my first sorry, my first turn in this chair. So, um, thankfully, you're here to be able to get me yep. through that. Um, just to, before we c- sort of t- to toss over to another topic, I wanted to just ask: It does seem that, as though, uh, although that Methuen is lagging behind the state, um, the gap is, is narrowing, though, isn't it? I think that, isn't it? It is. Yes. So it is. Uh, that's an encouraging sign. Just, but when it,
1: it, when this first started, it was it was a pretty noticeable gap.
0: And, the between the two. and so. now
1: ever, you know, ever since the over the past couple months, actually, we've seen a real narrowing of the gap. So we got to So now, now the keep last push
0: to get, people, yep. to get people vaccinated and get everything we need to yep. do to get this behind us. I did notice on one of the slides, I didn't interrupt, but one of the slides says COVID cases as of February 16th, 2025. I'm hoping that's not a predictor of things. That it was just a typo on the page. That was that it was that it was just yeah. No, I'm I'm jo- joking. I hope it was, so. Yeah, no, it was it was. I it hope was.
1: we're not still talking about this so, in 2025.
0: So, that's for sure. Right. Exactly. None of us want to be doing that. So, uh, thank you again, uh, Ryan, for that update. And uh, I am pleased to welcome. Again, on my far left to the right of you and watching on Tome on uh, is uh, Brian Keating, Senior Planner with the Department of Economic and Community Development, uh, a part of our team I'm, that I serve on. So I'm, I'm pleased that, Brian, you're able to take some time with us. Um, I wanted to – I thought it was an appropriate time, given um, uh, where we are in the process for revisiting what the city calls its master plan, which is a, a document that's under the uh, mass general laws that is – a document that municipalities put together from time to time, typically on average about 10 to 15 years or so with intermittent updates. But it's basically intended to be a document that helps sort of lay out a roadmap for a city or a town in terms of the different elements that make up a strong community, economic development, planning, uh, excuse me, um, historic uh, preservation and uh, transportation, housing, open space, recreation, all the things that make what it is Methuen a great place to live, to work, to be. um, Plotting what it is that's going to look like over the coming decade and beyond. So, um, we recently through Brian's efforts, he's a senior planner in our department, were able to procure a $75,000 grant to sort of begin that process in earnest uh, by hiring its consultant, a firm to to come in and, and, and work with the city planning office to develop that document. It's a—it's—it's it's t- technically called the Master Plan. Uh, the focus for all of us here in Methuen, and Brian, we'll get into a little bit why we want to focus on it, but the, the focus here for the city of Methuen is economic development and doing what we can to expand the tax base for commercial industrial in a way that uh, benefits all residents, in a way that makes the community stronger financially going forward, and closes the gap between the amount of taxes that are paid by, this, by the commercial industrial taxpayers and the residents of the city. So with an eye toward all of that, I'm going to ask Brian to maybe get into a little bit about, if he can talk a little bit about the grant that, that got us to where we are now, and then a little bit about the document that you're preparing, what's called a request
2: for proposals and what the elements of that are. Sure. Okay, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Brian. Uh, I'm happy to be here this evening on the show to talk about this exciting project. Uh, so, as Jack mentioned, the, a, a master plan is something that's highly encouraged for all communities of, you know, of some size. Over five thousand, I believe, are required to have a master plan. Uh, but what we're looking to do here in the in, in the city of Methuen as uh, a lot of people, a lot of communities experience. It's a lot. It's a heavy lift. You get a master plan off the ground, you get a plan, you get it bound and published and everyone's happy and then all of a sudden it sits on the shelf. That's not our plan this time. We're going to implement. This is a driver of city policy. That's the proper role for a master plan in the community. So uh, having our last master plan process and, uh, approved in 2008, uh, it was the, all the work was done in 2007, I believe it was early 2008 when the last master plan was approved. Uh, we made some significant progress, but last year during the state's new community one-stop for growth planning process, that is a one-stop shopping for the state's most popular, um, most sought-after grants, most competitive grants that are, that are sought, by, sought after by, by municipalities. We put in for a planning grant for, um, through, through, the, through the Housing Choice Initiative, um, category of the program, and we were happy to be awarded $75,000, as Jack mentioned, to do a master plan. Sounds like a lot of money. Not a lot of money for a full comprehensive master plan, but luckily, we haven't been sitting still over the last uh, several years. We have an open space and recreation plan that's been uh, completed just last year. No reason to go, you know, full, tro- you know, full trot th- over that. We have a, we're one of the We're in the minority of communities that has a certified housing plan, meaning we have a housing plan that attained its goals of of, of, um, creating affordable housing. We're one of a minority, again, a minority of uh, communities in the state that has achieved its 10% threshold under uh, state law um, 40B. And we have, so we have uh, 10%, over 10% of our housing stock is affordable. No reason to go full bore on on the housing element. So what we're looking at is... Brian, can I, I interrupt
0: you for Because sure. I think that's an important point, I think, to, before you get into where, where you're mm-hmm. going. When it comes to the housing component and what that means, and mm-hmm. um, uh, with uh, attaining the 10% threshold mm-hmm. and attaining a certified housing plan, mm-hmm. it provides the city um, with with leverage that it doesn't Absolutely. otherwise have in the absence of those mm-hmm. two things. Mm-hmm. People hear about... The 40B and 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 projects and uh, that uh, are allowed to essentially bypass local zoning, bypass local historic, sure. bypass all the local boards because the city is below the 10 sure. percent threshold. And so, it's the 40B is kind of a, a stick where a developer can come in and force the city to have uh, actually support the project. Sure. And yeah. by the city of Methuen, through a- efforts that uh, that that were underway certainly before I arrived, but in the last several years that we've attained those goals. And so now the city is able to, when a application, similar application comes in, we're able to review it and make a decision on our own. Mm-hmm. It's not forced down our throat. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just important to know that because that Absolutely. allows
2: us to do the things that you're going to talk about yeah. in the in And, the of course, and, and just to follow up on Jack, the, of the importance of uh, affordable housing, again, uh, and there's a strong link between affordable housing and economic development. When you're talking about affordable housing – uh, in many instances, you're talking about uh, housing, rental, or home ownership opportunities that are available to people to at, at up to 80% of the area median income. So who are we talking about providing housing for? Well, we're providing housing for the young people who grew up in La and are beginning their professional careers. But there is a gap in availability of housing options for people at the you know the lower end of the spectrum and the high end of the, of the income spectrum. So this is really what we call you know it's it's technically it's called you know low to moderate income housing, but I like to call it middle income housing. These are the people, these are the professionals, these are the workers that are getting out, starting families um, on the right path, but they need help getting, um, you know, housing that they can afford and that they can stay in town for. And this is the talent you need to build, uh, to have a a diverse economic base in town. So it's just not to hop too much on affordable housing. No, that's a good point. That's an important point. point. So there's a strong link. So our department and the city, of course, has made tremendous gains in the last several years uh, towards our affordable housing goal. Back to the master plan. So... uh, you know, having a, oh God, well, over almost 15 years now, uh, we decided that it's time to update our master plan. And getting back on focus, we said, well, what we really need, what our strongest uh, need right now is to um, realize our economic development goals for the city. Uh, what are these goals? Well, we need, we have a build out. You know, we have a, um, there's almost 900,000 square feet of a commercial space available in, in Methuen and the various industrial parks, office parks, commercial areas. Uh, this, you know, these need to be filled with, uh, with, 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 with companies. But also, but what, what's going to bring companies to, to, to the city is higher levels of education, an educated labor force. So all these things tie in. All these things are, are, are brought in when you're doing an economic development vision. Okay, uh, providing the amenities, providing the uh, the, the good schools. Uh, this is what a, uh, you know. Employers aren't looking, and businesses aren't looking necessarily for the lowest um, you know tax rate and you know for freebies. Uh, you know they're looking for an, a labor force, and this is what an economic development plan will do. How can we tie all our assets together? With the focus on um, um, enhancing the economic viability of the town, of the city, I should say, we're a city now, right? Last we
0: have a city; that, been yes. for a long time. So, uh, the, the so talk a little bit about the process. So, we sure. you procured sure. the grant, and now we're in the middle of drafting what's called a request for proposals.
2: Yes, tell so, the viewers a little bit about what that sure. what so that so would do. So, I just uh, I just sent in the ITB, which is the oh, um, well, it, it's a the cover page for the Eagle Trib and it is posted on the Central Register, which is a which is a clearinghouse at the, um, the Secretary of State's office to attract consultants. This is where consultants will look to see where opportunities are. So uh, RFPs will be uh, received until April 5th. On April 5th, we will open and evaluate the proposals and we will get a we will select a uh, consultant, the most, most highly ranked consultant of the proposals that we receive. This will guarantee a high level, a high quality of, of um, services. Now, the master plan process really takes a year. In most instances, you're talking for a year plus. Uh, because what do, you, what do you need to do? You need to the, the, um, the consultant, with the help of the uh, um, DECD staff, will um, analyze all available economic data. You know, not, we just, not just going into the census, but we're looking for all sorts of um, indicators that are available to planning consultants into cities. cities. Uh, we then um, uh, convene focus groups, put out surveys. You know, we're looking at differently. So we're looking at we would want a focus group with business owners. We want a focus group with employees. We want a focus group with young people. What are their... What are their goals going into the future? You want a focus group with different age groups, uh, so it, it's it's a long, it's it, it's it's an arduous process, and it's not just talking and taking notes. There's analysis that goes into the that goes that comes out of all of these focus groups. Now you start the drafting of of of, of the. Um, of the master, plan, the vision plan, I want to call it. We're calling it the economic the, the, no, the vision, plan. vision plan. The title is Methuen 2035, a vision for growth and investment, which kind of captures what we're trying to do with with this. With this
0: Talk a bit process. about, because we talk, you mentioned the focus groups, you mentioned you know, how we get the input we can, but talk about how this is organically driven with a steering committee, an advisory mm-hmm. committee oh, sure. that's yeah. made up of the various stakeholders and mm-hmm. who those stakeholders are. Sure,
2: sure. Well, <clears throat> Uh um, oh yeah so uh, excuse me while I gather my thoughts so the first event typically is a uh, kickoff events for the master planning process so first we would kick this off with the city council and department heads uh, explaining the process really pulling people in to 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 um, you know giving an overview and outlining the process moving forward then you want to do a public. Um, launch, public event, kickoff event, letting people know, the schools, at the senior centers, at the, um, at the sports clubs, wherever it may be, you want to get people into a room and say, we are doing a massive planning process and your voice really is really important. We just can't rely on this kind of the same folks that come out every time to do these public, um, these public events. We need a diverse, a, a diverse range of voices and input. The master plan is only as strong as the weakest voices in the community. We need everyone's input on this. It's, it's, it's so it's more than just
0: it's you know we I know in the past, and we will have again representatives among the elected officials, mm-hmm. mayor, mayor, city council, city council school lo- committee, local um, representatives certainly school support committee. staff from the planning, yeah. but also the police department, mm-hmm. the school department Absolutely. so it, it, those are the sort of institutional members, right mm-hmm. But to your point. The organics is is, mm-hmm. is from the grass, the ground up, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is the neighbor the, the neighborhood residents, yeah. right? Yeah. And what may be of concern to someone who resides in Merrimack Street corridor, for example, out mm-hmm. on the east side, east end, is different from someone who lives in the downtown. Area. Absolutely. It is different from somebody who lives up on the west, right? Mm-hmm. So the plan is for the consultant and working with the staff mm-hmm. to work on a comprehensive
2: absolutely right
0: that doesn't leave anybody behind right right? Right. and i think to your point about it earlier about the fact that we had successes from the 2007 plan with Mm -hmm. regard to housing and the goals being attained there with regard to a far more robust open space and recreation Mm -hmm. programs in the Mm -hmm. city Mm -hmm. that there were there were were accomplishments that came out of the 2007 plan Mm -hmm that allow us to redouble our, our efforts in, sure. on, on economic development. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, it wasn't lost on me your point about tying in the workforce development piece mm-hmm. because one of the things we're learning about uh, the, the changing world is that it's not simply about finding the right imp- uh, fit. You, you, people have to be trained for what mm-hmm. it is that's on the horizon. We've got some success stories. New Balance is just mm-hmm. turning, the, turning the key on opening a new facility out on yep. Route 110. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, bringing in state of the art technology, new employees, mm-hmm. um, we've got exciting plans for the the, old, the Griffin Brook, and we're working on that. To have that all built in as part of an, a comprehensive plan will, I think, leave you know the next generation to us the Absolutely. ability to build on that that success. And so, um, so if, if, if you can for for a minute, so once we we, we get the, we set up the steering committee, um, we get we we embark on a sort of a like you said, an adventure, right, of, of the next year, putting together the components of the plan with the input from the stakeholders. Um, t- talk a little bit about, because I know Brian, I, I have to say, is Brian is 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 um, a, a key component of our department's ability to obtain grant fi- funding for much of the work that um, you see out on the streets. If you're looking at the, the improvements out on on Broadway, the improvements out on, Pelham Street, the improvements out by the senior center for those who live over by the Mystic Apartments. Those are all uh, your fingerprints are on those because you've been able to secure money through the shared streets program. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? And again, some of this is born right out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, and we talk about the shared streets and where we've mm-hmm. gone. We're trying to improve yeah. Yeah. access and how we can weave that into the master plan going forward?
2: Sure. Well, of course, you know, infrastructure improvements are, again, there's not as much as education and a strong labor force, but, um, you know, businesses coming to town are looking for amenities. And that means walkable villages, walkable neighborhoods, safety for, for their employees, parking spaces that are well-maintained. Uh, so the Shared Streets opportunity, uh, the Shared Streets grant uh, is... I like to call it complete streets light, and, and it's and it's and it's a state grant. Just it's so a state grant, absolutely, is yeah, done, and, right? it's, and it's and it's and it's very competitive. Uh, we've been very uh, fortuitous so far. We've received uh, well. We've received two awards, and we're applying for a third, which we have um, very confident that that it'll, it'll succeed. Uh, so the idea is, and, and each and each of these grants have have a slightly different theme. It started with. Uh, w- w- as a direct COVID response. Uh, widening sidewalks and helping restaurants uh, provide outdoor seating was was the theme of of, um, of, of round one. Uh, we, for that grant, we received um, $178,000 to make some um, uh, enhancements on Riverside Drive, State Road, State-owned Road, Riverside Drive, and the idea was to connect people wishing to get outdoors during COVID it, to get to the waterfront area. If you think about going up and down um, uh, Riverside Drive, if you're on one side, if you're on the north side of the river and you're trying to get across Riverside Drive to enjoy uh, Riverside Park and the boat ramp, it's, it's not the easiest thing no, to not. accomplish, you know, especially if you're someone who isn't as... Um, uh, you know, as capable uh, or as mobile as, as as others. You know, and you certainly and we do have you...
0: and we do have uh, a good portion
2: of our of our senior community that lives yes, on Burnham Road, and, and, and they were very excited about this. So, uh, so once this gets done, we're now in partnership with the with the State Department of Transportation to complete this, and we're looking for this to happen uh, late spring this summer. Uh, there's now going to be a, a, a more connectivity to to our asset to, to our waterfront area. In uh, the um, recreation and cultural um, uh, benefits that provides the city. Round two, we uh, focused on on the safety of our senior citizens. Uh, it, points were given, and priority was given to projects that uh, provided safety to our to our seniors. And so, to that end, uh, we looked at the walking routes from the Mystic Ave. senior senior um, apartments on Mystic Ave to the walking routes to the Methuen Senior Center. And there is a gap where there is no uh, um, ramps, pedestrian ramps, ADA compliant ramps, and there's a hundred foot gap where there's no sidewalk. Very critical. That was brought to our attention by, uh, by the Senior Center Director um, who since, has since retired. But uh, we put that in our notebooks and look for an opportunity and here it is. So now we have an opportunity this spring to uh, correct that fault, correct that deficit. And so now people, seniors, can walk from the Mystic Valley Apartments through the senior center with, um, with a lot less stress of that danger, of walking down this um, Orchard Street that doesn't have a sidewalk for the first 100 feet and, and and the sidewalks that are very unsafe, you know, disembarking from that sidewalk to get onto that sidewalk less um, empty street it, it can be very stressful to scene so we're very happy and proud to have and that. and and I remember in the course of the the, the,
0: uh, the that project they mm-hmm. were were. Obstacles with dealing with the utilities, which they've been somewhat cooperative, right? Oh, and, sure. It was so, actually very, very. So National and Grid and,
2: and, and Verizon, Verizon and, National, and you don't know what's on a utility pole until you start. <laughs> you need to move up it. Up that pole, you know, there's was, there's was all sorts of real estate on there. So we've got Verizon and Comcast and National Grid itself. We have got the fire departments on there, and all of these um, services need to be coordinated and moved because that fire, because that utility pole is smack in the middle of the sidewalk. Uh, obstructing that pathway for seniors, for the seniors. So That's
0: it's just a good example of yeah. being able to, through your diligence and and being, um, you know, staying at it. That mm-hmm. we got these, um, yeah. you got the and utilities to pay attention it's, to it's, a small little project yeah. that had huge impact and huge upside. I want to, I want to kind of, if I can, we can segue a little bit into, and Ryan, you tell me when you need to, the time at the end. To, you'll just mm-hmm. shut me up, right? But um, the um, you talked right? talk to we talked. Prime time. Said, everybody's praying it's not a three hour show <laughs> while i'm hosting it um, that that, uh, that you talk about the, the ease of the walking and how COVID sort of you know got us rethinking about pedestrian access, ease mm-hmm. of pedestrian access, mm-hmm. et cetera and you know we have uh, several projects that are underway in our downtown area mm-hmm. and this is to sort of dovetail a little bit with uh, how the, the, the master planning piece, the, the vision for growth and, and what that means to our downtown area mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. a, a, a For the first time in many, many years, we're going to see on the horizon more pedestrian traffic in the Mm -hmm. downtown area because of the housing that's going on. Mm -hmm. We've got a project that's uh, near completion uh, coming on in the spring on 254 Broadway. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of historical preservation. Well, and that's the other piece. The downtown is such a historically significant area. Mm -hmm. Uh, that we want to make sure that whatever projects are undertaken on their new construction, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't detract. Mm -hmm. I doesn't have to match brick for brick, but that it enhances and not detract from the the historical feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And to that point, we have the renovation of the uh, Masonic Lodge Mm -hmm. and the Red Tavern, which has been long overdue to see. So there's going to be 19 units between the two of them, Mm -hmm. um, which makes use the site of the, the old nursing home, the sunny, was it? said Nevins Manor uh, that that is the not the not well that that property but the yeah. the, the, the vacant parcel used to be the nursing home mm-hmm. i want to say it was sunnyside but i'm forgetting now it's to 281 mm-hmm. um, broadway mm-hmm. that's being redeveloped and it's already passed mm-hmm. it's got more steps to go through in terms of the the, the community mm-hmm. development board et cetera. but it's gone through historical district commission review mm-hmm. so all of that's important and so what we're going to see in the in the coming years, decade, mm-hmm. is an increase in the number of pedestrians downtown, yeah. which is a very good thing, because mm-hmm. all the things that people, and not just in Methuen, but people long for in cities, is mm-hmm. the downtown area. Right. Well, as downtowns, they thrived 75 years ago it was because it, the retail that was there we followed the people who were nearby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're now, people are now going to be nearby again. Right. So we're hoping that mm-hmm. some of the areas that have mm-hmm. seen uh, less than full occupancy mm-hmm. um, but so, talk a little bit about where you think we might see, the the the, the you know maybe a future like complete streets or shared streets, mm-hmm. or where that un- infrastructure improvements are out there for you to pursue, right?
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, between between oh, uh, various grant sources including our CDBG, our Community Development Block Grant, Housing Choice Initiative, and now the shared streets, and uh, and I'm sure complete streets will find its way in there. <laughs> Folks uh, at home don't. We we throw out these expressions, yeah, shared exactly, streets and complete right. streets, because they're <laughs> yeah. all they're all program names. But it's basically yeah the alphabet soups of uh, you know that we you know a second nature to us. But of course they, they may not be known. But these are all uh, initiatives by the state um, to enhance cities, and and and, a, and and we're really fortunate right now with the with the administration we have that is uh, in, in, in the governor's office that is um, really focused on. Helping cities grow not in the way they have in 40, 50 years vehicle oriented now it 's pedestrian individual families getting out, populating the streets. so what does that mean? We have to make these we have to make connections and in, 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 in make these walking routes safe. This is the only way people are going to venture to leave their homes and their apartments in the downtown area and all these you know what are we creating upwards over 150 units at least mm-hmm. that's coming online uh all these people want to get out and they want to walk to the diner they want to get to their favorite restaurant uh but they need to feel safe walking so all of these improvements signalized crosswalks uh thermal thermo painted um, uh, crosswalks that don't fade after a few weeks you know right. Um, you know and that's particularly
0: important when we talk about the downtown mm-hmm. because the topography of downtown
2: right. I mean, lends it's,
0: itself to to speed right, right. it's downhill yeah. um and and, and know, if we right. are going to see more more pedestrian traffic and, we need to make sure that we've got sure. the vehicle traffic is yeah.
2: and and you know again anyone walking around downtown if you are on uh, coming from the library and you want to get over to see the light like the falls um, that just occurred, you know, it's, 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 it's an arduous task trying to navigate your way through, through, through the traffic. So, uh, you know, piece by piece with the housing choice, we just, uh, housing choice initiative grant, which is a, a grant that supports housing in, in the downtown area, uh, we were able to improve that intersection at Grant Square at the clock tower. Uh, so now it's it's much safer to get across those roads there we have new uh all all new ADA compliant ramps and signalized crosswalks which are due to come soon <laughs> that was one of those those things that, you know the the um the the signal equipment itself is one of those things that've been held up in the in the pipeline the infamous pipeline that we're all hearing about not 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 the city's pipeline we're not the, the clock no we're no not the this clogged. is the, this is the uh, you know all the things that are that, sitting out in containers in the in the harbors um, but you know but they're but they're they're, they're on their way uh, so, so so the the question going well i just to, I, I, how wanted, does I wanted i to tie it together so just, yes yeah, so between so you know for instance up and down this spring and this summer with the cdb with the community development block grant infrastructure project and the shared streets project Every sidewalk ramp and with new crosswalks, there's going to be new bus shelters from the Lawrence Line all the way up to Gaunt Square. Will be state of the art. Okay, so th- there we got that uh, what one mile, almost half a mile yeah, at least, three quarters of a mile uh, stretch that now all of a sudden you don't have to worry about your kids crossing the street to get to, to the uh, you know from the Arlington neighborhood over to the to the plaza, you know.
0: And it's also, it has that, the residual benefit on, on outliers. So, in other words, mm-hmm. if you're walking down Broadway, you can go up a block and you're at the Market. Well, you that's can it, go up right? a block, right? We're talking about the, the effort to try and redevelop mm-hmm. the Osgood Street uh, area where yeah. shoddy's used to be, mm-hmm. down, just down the road from the FIRE Fyre headquarters. <laughs> Um, it's all piecing together. Uh, so when you talking about this
2: is what's bringing developers to town. This it's- makes this makes the development projects more attractive to developers. They're looking around. They're not just looking at the plot of land that they're go- they they want to build on and and you know earn earn some rents. They're looking. Oh, well, how is this how is this going to um, sustainability? My project is going to help sustain this neighborhood, and how is this neighborhood going to help sustain my investment? in this
0: neighborhood? Well, one of the first pieces when we talk about um, you know taking it. Sort of neighborhood by neighborhood. Mm-hmm. One of the first pieces that you had worked on, which is, we hope to bear fruit through, mm-hmm. the, again, getting a, a, a consultant on mm-hmm. somebody else's dime, was was regard to the Merrimack Street corridor. Mm, yes, and um, yeah. and can you talk a little bit about the sure. money that was procured? Sure. Well, for Well, the that Merrimack was
2: Street. that was what was called the local rapid recovery program. Again, another COVID-related uh, uh, response. But what the city, so we hired a consultant. We Convene the the, the uh, business owners on um, on the Merrimack Street business corridor, as we call it. That's from the 495 ramps up to um, 113. You know that stretch in between there. Uh, we have a lot of strong established businesses that's sandwiched by a, a densely populated neighborhood. A lot of regional attractions there. Barelli's, Piero's Bakery. You know this is a, but it's it's dated. You know it's it's looking it, it has a kind of an older uh, rundown. Not, I don't want to say rundown, I think somebody maybe. had
0: said it's it, it, that that there 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 there's been a divorce between pedestrian
2: and vehicle traffic. Uh, absolutely, there. yeah, absolutely, that, that, so that, and that's what to close to to reunite that. And, absolutely, and so, I think the first day we had our consultant down there to do a do a sidewalk. You know, we were just beginning our site walk and a few. People were trying to get across the street, and tires were screeching, and people were jumping. And said, "Here it is." (laughs) No better example.
0: Too much further. And and it's not. uh, uh, It shouldn't be overlooked that this this also included Mm -hmm. input and advice from the business stakeholders, the residents in that neighborhood. So 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 the
2: idea here is what we're trying to do. This plan that was produced. We're looking at a a, um, uh, uh, three tier or. Three phases of this project. One is the public realm, the private realm, and, and business. Uh, so the public realm, of course, again, it's a state road, so we're going to have to uh, coordinate with the, with the state, who have been very much more um, cooperative than they have been in the past. DOT is working very well now with municipalities. So, again, sidewalk, sidewalk improvements, ADA ramps, uh, and, and crossing, new crosswalks. Signalized crosswalks are going to help people to connect to businesses. In the private realm, we're looking at um, uh, giving businesses the opportunity to upgrade their facades, their looks. So, um, so what we call a sign and facade program, with design, create design standards, and have some type of loan or grant program that will help these businesses um, get a, you know, a much more modern and uh, contemporary look. To, to, to their businesses. Related to that is wayfinding fi- way signage. Okay, so what is wayfinding signage? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of directional and branding. So, uh, you know, the, the, the idea will be that when you're getting off the highway or if, when you're coming from the loop to the Merrimack uh, Street, you will uh, see signage with a, with a, with, with a new logo, uh, with a new brand. Saying here are the restaurants, here are the shops, here are the services that are available here, or over there, and uh, and then un- underlying all of this is going to be a uh, an attempt to well, and we have um, the indication from the business owners that they want to uh, form a small business association. So with that, you know there is um, um, an opportunity for. Are we running out of time? No. Oh. no oh, okay. Uh, so we have an opportunity for. Um, you know, consultants to come in and help organize a small business association. So, with those three uh, phases or those three parts of the program that we would accomplish on Merrimack Street, we want to then replicate that to all the other major, um, you know, the other retail commercial areas in town. That's the point. The point is replication. Yes. Right? You build a model. You don't.
0: You don't just use it and then move on. You you apply yeah. it. You yeah. take yeah, you the process Right. And quite frankly, that ties back to the master planning process mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. You talked about it in your opening about these plans are done and then they're put on a shelf. Mm-hmm. This is very much action-oriented.
2: Yeah. Right, right. What we're, yeah. what
0: we're talking about is a plan that has action elements to it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so that we're not, we're not dealing with something that once it's all done, we're patting ourselves on the back yeah. and putting it on the shelves and on to the next. Right. Yeah. That it actually – and I think to, to, to some extent, that's what happened in the last mm-hmm. – that, that there was – the housing was acted on. The open space was acted mm-hmm. on, and there were improvements in economic development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We always want to go further. So when you right. can build on the success, which is what we're doing here, mm-hmm. it's a good thing, right? It's you're Absolutely. never going to yeah. because we're always evolving. Oh. The city is fundamentally different. The population of the city of Methuen has grown by fifty-five zero percent mm-hmm. in the last fifty years. Right. So we're just over fifty-three thousand, and it was just under twenty-six thousand fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. Pretty dramatic increase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and to the city's credit, it's, it's been able to keep pace with, with mm-hmm. balancing what can happen in cities, and that is losing the middle class, mm-hmm. losing your neighborhood feel. That hasn't at all happened. No. In fact, anything, it's strengthened in many mm-hmm. parts of the city, in yeah. virtually all parts of the city. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say time was running out, but I didn't know whether, Ryan, you're handling the – are there any incoming questions? No, no. Ah, See, we're answering everything, so nobody okay, has to answer. Right, right. By that's, far
1: the, one of the most informative Mayor's minutes, I would say. I wouldn't. See, I'm, I'm learning a lot myself. You, you, you I may be in trouble Hall, for
0: so saying great. that because if it's usually Mayor Perry sitting on this, I don't know. But um, so I said
1: one of the.
2: One of, there you go. The. All right. So, that.
0: so, so when we talk about um, e- economic development and why is it important, mm-hmm. right? One of the things that w- the mayor has talked about is in Methuen, the, the tax levy. And nobody likes to talk about taxes, um, but the local, the real estate property tax levy. There are two kinds of taxpayers. Mm-hmm. There are residential taxpayers, and then there are commercial industrial taxpayers, mm-hmm. right? Of the levy in Methuen, mm-hmm. over 77% of it is paid for by residents. Mm-hmm. And just a little over 12% is paid for, right? Did I get the numbers right? Right. So um, it's, I'm sorry, 87%. Yeah. 87% and, and, 12. To, and 12%. 12%. Um, and what the mayor's charged to me when I came on board, and as you know, since we've been working is to try and close that gap. Mm-hmm. And the gap is not to be closed by taking the burden from residents, And right? We want to grow the pie, right? right? We want to grow and expand the pie. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's critically important that this mm-hmm. vision for growth looks at those, you know, you talk about the 900,000 square feet yeah. and finding every, every parcel where it is prudent and mm-hmm. makes sense.
2: Vision for consider. growth and investment. And investment. Yeah. To find
0: that opportunities to, to really look at there are some underutilized spaces that mm-hmm. maybe they're not they're privately owned. It mm-hmm. the city can help work with with private landowners to help figure out a way to put property back into productive use. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, very pleased to report because it's, it's, it's the, we've got a long way to go in terms of what the plans are. But the longstanding eyesore on the corner of Pleasant and Howe, the intersection of Pleasant, mm-hmm. Pleasant Valley, Howe, and Jackson, Next to the Walgreens and Cosmopolitan Travel, the Gulf Station that's been abandoned—not mm-hmm. abandoned, but vacant and blighted for several years—finally got purchased by a by a
2: development interest. Mm-hmm.
0: So they've been working with us, sort of informally, about what yeah. they they'd like to, to they can do. And the the good news is that they are, that could this, be the
2: seeds of our next mass,
0: um, shares, mass works the grant. mass works grant to look yeah. at that intersection yeah, because, because that's we're a, supporting new business. Part
2: of the reason why it's been vacant
0: for so long is is, is the current configuration doesn't. Mm. Does it fit with today's traffic patterns right, and right. the volume? Of
2: Anyone who's traveled through Marston's Corner will testify to that. Anybody's been through that. So, we're, but you're right. The, we're be, are, the phone lines are
0: lighting up. On the the line. Line. <laughs> so, um, so we'll work with. And, it's, and the good news is that the, the buyer, the, the new owner, is is familiar with these kind of pocket parcels for commercial mm-hmm, investment. So, yeah, yeah. Um, very encouraged about that. Mm-hmm. So, those are the things that help sort of, you know, t- 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 turn it. on. it's you know, everybody wants a big magic. Bullet, but it mm-hmm. it, it isn't. Yeah, it's it's yeah. through one step well, at a time, one a, yeah, neighborhood and, and, and at a time. I, and I think
2: we want to also give credit to the state. You know, as much as everyone likes to complain about working with the state, uh, they've actually. I, you know, I've been very much impressed with their um, efforts to uh, get these funding sources to get cities and towns um, out of out of silos. And if everything is tied to through the community one stop for growth, uh, this is bringing. Uh, it, it, you know the different funding sources together they're, they're trying to get connections they're really encouraging and, I, and, and, we, and we see and, we, and and we see the effects of that you know the results of that now is it, all of a is sudden, it safe to call the
0: one stop like for those folks who have kids that are close to going into college mm-hmm. it's like the common application you send in the one application it is, right. and yeah. it can go to different schools. Right. You and, might have uh, to uh, tweak it depending mm-hmm. on the school, but the common yeah. app is is uniform. It's kind of that way what the state has done in the recent years right. is create this this uh, one stop to, you know
2: funding, you know everyone sends in for their mass Works grant, everyone sends in for their complete streets, and everyone sends in for the you know these various groups, but now this is an effort to say okay well how can one, how can you know this mass works grant uh benefit this housing choice grant you know I, I apologize for the acronyms. But you know, but that but that's, a, that's a team effort at the state level to connect the efforts, the various efforts. Which is that good. Towns are doing you know, it. to that
0: point, you know, it's worth mentioning, you talked about the state paying attention, and it's not just about awarding the grant. Um, you, you Talk a second about that project that you worked on. Mm-hmm. Down there, we talked about Riverside Drive and the work that we're doing down mm-hmm. there, and that how essentially you applied for this grant money mm-hmm. with the intention to make improvements down there for public access, pedestrian mm-hmm. access, mm-hmm. and... What the state turned around and says, "Hey, you know what? Tell me, is we're going to make this a permanent? We're making this permanent, Brian. We're going to take it away from the city. We're going to run it. Right. So it really, ultimately, that's kind of the best compliment that they can pay the city is that you created a an amenity here, Mm -hmm. paved the way for an amenity that we, as the state, because of their interest in that Mm -hmm. as a state road, will say, well, we're going to maintain it. Sure. It almost guarantees a funding source. It guarantees, Mm -hmm. you know, down the road. and, Mm -hmm. And but it wouldn't have happened at all if it wasn't."
2: Organically grown at the local level. Three sure, right. So. It was a response to you, you know when the uh, shared streets came out. It was it was um, it was a, it was almost okay. We're going to do these temporary solutions to these um, you, you know could be larger projects at some point. Uh, but the idea was we want to you know from this project we wanted the towns to create bridges to permanent solutions. And so this was a perfect example a, a successful example of how it happens So let 's give you know, also give credit to our um, consultants there Stantec out of Boston, who uh, specialize in, in in road work and um, streetscape design uh, so they created this this and couldn't this is another example with a public input we um, back in the fall of two thousand and nineteen we had uh, a gathering uh, we had a we had an outreach session over at the Irish cottage in a, Upward 50 or 60 or more folks from that neighborhood came and provided their input into what they'd like to see there. And, you know, and over the years, over the last couple of years, we've been getting calls, you know, what's going on, what's happening. We're proud to say that this is now happening, not only with the city, but the state is now on board. And it's a collaboration at this point. Not only that, we got on the Transportation Improvement Project, which is a, a key um, so now coming down Burnham Road from the market from the uh, market basket and onto Riverside Road, there was a high level, high number of uh, collisions. You know, taking that especially taking that left turn turn from Riverside Drive onto Burnham Road. Okay, that's now going to be uh, beginning this fall. I hope that that's that's the schedule. Um, that work will commence. That's going to um, completely signalize. That intersection, which is going to greatly long overdue, long overdue, and it's going but to, again a state road, so right. the city had no control over that. But now there's, but now there's now because of the work that we did, right? And now, it really, you know, it really is a good story. DLT to tell. is picking up the phone when we call, you know, which is a, a great thing. That yeah. is a great thing. Yeah. that and is good. So you know, so it, when it all said and done, we're going to have bike lanes and. Walking paths buffered, when we say buffered, they're going to be guarded against vehicle traffic. We're going to have make significant progress. Well, I mean, we can't speak for individual drivers, but there's going to be no reason for uh, drivers to be racing down Riverside Drive, as they, you know, as most people in town will attest that that's what happens. That's exactly what happens. Um, and so there's, we're going to have new additional crosswalks there, signalized crosswalks. We're going to have radar feedback signs. So, so it's twofold. It's now, uh, now it's, it's we're connecting the waterfront area to the city. Okay. Although, uh, you look at it right now, and, and and I think that's what the state saw. But know, it all city. began with the local germ, right? The local the yeah. germ of germination of a seed, right mm-hmm. where and that started with the public outreach at the Irish Cottage, you you know? Know. and and
0: and to that point and maybe we could sort of I know Brian uh, Ryan you want to talk a little bit about some of the, have you got th-
1: yeah we just have some slides but couple of minutes, as long right. as I have about 5 6 minutes
0: of okay mm-hmm. all right six so so but but to sort of so, sort of round it out back to when you talk about the neighborhood coming out mm-hmm. uh, on the west side for the for the at the Irish cottage to talk about this project and that that really that approach is what we're going to employ mm-hmm. with respect to the master plan yes. and the continued mm-hmm. effort on mm-hmm. Mary Street, which will get incorporated into the master plan mm-hmm. and we'll take the best approaches that succeed and apply them right. elsewhere best practices we call them best practices um, I, and and I'm 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 a huge proponent of Plagiarizing plans that are, that are, that are, that are paste, you know, one way. Is I've right. never been accused of original thought. It's not <laughs> going to start now. So, but, um, I guess I'd, Brian, I want to thank you very much. I think this was a much more informative than I just, than I, I had just been here by myself speaking because you've, you've been working on these projects for, for many years now. And, um, uh, well, I could talk about these all day long. Well, we may, know, I think and we and may and get I you back on the show. That's for you. sure. <laughs> um, uh, certainly not camera shy. So they're making me look camera shy. Um, but in any event, what I, what, what I just so thank you very much for for for, for coming on to the show and for really I think providing a, a lot of useful information to folks mm-hmm. about what's going on, what's going to can be what they should expect in the future, mm-hmm. and I guess would say, folks, st- 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 f- follow postings on MCTV, follow um, go to uh, our website, our website net, and just stay tuned. Right, we're going you're gonna be seeing more opportunities to not only hear but to be heard, and I think that's the, that's the real successful uh, uh, approach is to mm-hmm. make sure we're doing our share of yeah, listening, yeah, right? Yeah. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to, to conclude our, our segment with, uh, with Ryan Hamilton. Thank you. Well, I'm
1: happy to be back here. Um, and, Jack, I think you summed it up perfectly. The best results come from when the residents are involved in the decision-making Absolutely, process, yeah. and it's great to see that your department is making sure that we get as many residents involved mm-hmm. as possible. And hopefully— We keep growing. Hopefully, you said, you know, we had 50 people last time. Hopefully, we can get up to 100, 200, and we'll get better results. So um, we're going to go back to the charts right now and just finish up with the um, daily dose of what's going on in Methuen upcoming. So um, can we get back to the charts? Thank you. So the first one, this is an old one, but it's still going on. Just to let everyone know, the federal government is running a program where you can see the link on the chart that allows each household to have two test kits delivered by the United States Postal Service to their house. So if you'd like to sign up, use that link. Just to let people know, there has been some confusion. So this is, again, run by the federal government. It is not run by the city. So if you still wish to get two test kits from the city, which I will talk about a little later, then you can still do so. These are separate... um, Separate opportunities to get test kits. So I just wanted to remind everyone and let them know. Uh, Moving to the next slide, we have, this is what I call the Steve Angelo (laughs) 6, about. Um, So this is just to let everyone know February vacation, obviously, is next week. I hope all the teachers and the students enjoy their much-needed vacation. And this, if you're interested in something to do, um, please visit the recreation website and... The recreation Facebook, and he has all of these opportunities for kids to do something during February vacation.
2: It's open to city employees as well.
1: I, you know, I I heard there was a vo- there was a dodgeball game, oh. and I was a little there upset that the cutoff was at sixteen or seventeen. I said, I told Steve, <laughs> we we need to change that. Um, I I'd, I'd well, we should do definitely uh, love to have a dodgeball game. So. You know,
2: inspectors. The inspector's office and our office, you know, that, maybe that a floor-by-floor. Well, floor. Might have to
0: do soft. The There's a reason that. we're separated by a
2: long hallway. Right, maybe right. it's better to say that. Way.
0: <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe a
2: softball game. Well, it'd be a that, little
0: that less little contact. contact. Together. Exactly. <laughs> that, that is. City,
1: city bonding, city game day. Um, next slide, please. And then we have Methuen um, Youth Flag Football League, which is, again, you can find on the recreation website. And this is for all ages 3 through 15. And this is um, no experience is necessary all are welcome to come play flag football. Next slide, please. And then we have you soccer. This is a bit later on. Um, Methu- put um, Soccer shots with Methu and Rec. This is Sunday mornings, and this starts in April, um, and it goes through the end of May. So it's seven weeks total set, Nicholson Stadium, and fees for all division are $130 through resident for each resident. Again, if you have any more questions, you can contact the Recreational Department. Or go on their website for more information. And then last one of Steve Angelo's slides, which I appreciate that he sends to me, is that again during this um, upcoming week, which is again his February vacation, um, there are public skating at the Methuen Ice Rink at the high school. They are Monday, February 21st, 12 p.m. through 1.30, Thursday, February 24th, 1 p.m. through 2.30, and Friday the 25th, 12 p.m. through 1.30. Again, this is $5 per skater. Skate rentals are available um, with for an additional $5. And last but not least, we are back to test kits. Um, we had a very successful week handing out test kits last week to Methuen residents. We did three days at The Loop, and we did one day at Man Inc., down in the Arlington neighborhood. They were all successful, and um, the residents were very grateful. So we are back. On Saturday, the 26th of February, this is at the Loop again, the old Avenue store right next to Marshall's, and this is from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. So all those who couldn't make it last week due to being at work or not being able to make the hours, this is a little bit more convenient for those. Um, It's a weekend date. It's in the afternoon. Again, it is at the Avenue store right next to Marshall's at the Loop. And for all those who have already received COVID kits from the city of Methuen either last week or through the program we did for those with disabilities. Just to let you know, unfortunately, you cannot receive another two test kits. We are trying to make sure as many residents as possible get test kits. So that is why we have limited it to two per household. So, and that's, that's it for me, gentlemen. So are
0: those, are those all, uh, all that information, uh, the rec department, mm-hmm. and uh, they're all available on the website, that information? Absolutely. Okay, so Absolutely. That's good. For the viewers to know, because you yep. rattled off quite a lot of good information there. Yeah, and Steve it's, Angelo
1: it's, has been keeping us busy, which is good. Which is good. It's really been hitting us, the ground running. So this, that's, is, this is good. That's great. Yeah, and also good. these these um, charts, as well as all of these um, PSAs, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, will be available on the city social media as well. I send them to John Mallory, and he usually posts them around 6, 6.30. So you can view them on the on the. City's social media, and he'll post them to the website. net, and, and the social
0: media pages. What's the name of the- uh, City of Methuen? City of Methuwin, yep. the Facebook page, which I've had a hard t- time reaching on my phone. Um, so with that, I, I, we're close to wrapping up the, this this show, and I'm hoping, as I know uh, the opinion is shared by my colleagues here on the, on, uh, on the stage, that uh, Mayor Perry is sitting in his seat next week um, and, and broadcasting to you live again. Um, and I certainly hope that's the case. It's been an honor to fill in for him, but I think we're all looking forward to having him back at it. So um, you're supposed to say yes, Ryan. I agree. I, I can't <laughs> wait to see him again.
1: I can't wait. I told you. I I read the charts. I I would put a lot of money.
0: All right, on that's him great. That's great. Week, so um, it'll be good uh, to see him. Thank Thank you jam. all for joining us, uh, and uh, look forward to being here again at some point, but hopefully as a guest. And the mayor sitting at the helm. Thanks again, and uh, and enjoy your week.